it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. So I've got a group of testers going through a new program that I'm going to be releasing soon, and they're they're going through it uh, to give me some feedback on, you know, not only, you know, if it makes sure everything's working, but just their experience on how it works for them and, and those kinds of things. And so one of them this morning, uh, right off the bat in the first part of it, sent me some questions that she had or or questions that are maybe not questions, more fears that, that she had around this first first element in the program. And she brought up such great points and on this really important element that I wanted to share because this first element and what, what I'm specifically talking about is permission. And, you know, I've talked about this permission to eat whatever we want concept a number of times. In fact, over and over and over again, I talk about permission to eat what we want. Um, and, and I know that whenever I say that, most people who have struggled with food immediately get scared and, and they, they resist it. And, you know, perhaps they may reject the process entirely thinking, oh no, that's not going to work for me because I can't be trusted. That's why I have to control my intake or whatever else, right? I know that people are thinking this and, and in her her message, um, she sort of brought up some some fears like that. And so I really wanted to address it and help troubleshoot this permission element a little bit by sharing her message and then just sort of giving you some things to think about around some of those fears. So The first thing she says is that the patterns and the habits and thoughts and and those things that she has around food, she's had for many years. She said it's a program in her head, which can't be unlearned just by deciding to do so. And obviously that's 100% true. You cannot just unlearn old thoughts, beliefs, and patterns around food by deciding to. Like You can't just decide to do this permission element and that that's going to magically take away all your food issues. That's not how it works. That's true. But what you can do is decide to practice the steps that are required to unlearn those patterns, habits, and thoughts, right? And you can decide to practice the steps required to relearn new ones to replace them, right? And so that's what we're doing with this permission element. We're practicing one of, you know, one of many steps that are required to unlearn those old thoughts, patterns, and habits, right? And relearn new ones. Now, permission is only the first step. There are more, and they all work together, right? I can't just dump um, permission on people all at once, though, or sorry, I can't dump them all on people all at once, or they'll be overwhelmed. So we practice a few at a time, we practice baby steps at a, you know, one little step at a time. So permission is just the first one, right? It's only the first step of many. Permission alone is not the be all end all solution to weight and food issues. That is 100% true, right? The next thing she says is, um, 
she she thinks that she she needs to work on um the the patterns and the thoughts and and whatever first before giving herself full permission to eat whatever she wants right she's got to change the patterns habits and thoughts that she has around food before she can give herself permission once she changes them then she can give herself permission but as i just sort of explained Permission is one of the steps required <laughs> to change those patterns and habits and thoughts and beliefs. So without permission, you, you can't change them. Permission is the first step because as long as you're still trying to fight yourself and your body by you know controlling and micromanaging food intake, there's no time or any energy for anything else. And also, you cannot heal in the same environment that made you sick, as they say. Trying to restrict and control food intake in the first place is a huge part of what actually causes those habits and thoughts and feelings and beliefs around food, right? It's what drives those things. It's what drives the obsessive thoughts and the cravings and creates distrust in ourselves in the first place. So as long as we continue forcing and controlling, it is impossible to rebuild trust and break those patterns. It just continues to fuel them and reinforce them. Permission to eat whatever we want gives us space to practice unlearning and rebuilding trust. But that means true permission, even permission to do things like overeat and binge. Now, when I say that, I know everybody that hears me say that says, oh my God, I can't do that this chick is crazy. <laughs> I, can't, I know I sound crazy when I say that. But why can't you? Is trying to make yourself not overeat or binge working? Like is trying to, to stop yourself from doing those things actually working to make you not do them? Obviously not, or you wouldn't be here in this process or consuming my content, right? So right now you're not giving yourself permission to do those things and yet they're happening anyway. They're already happening and you can't stop them no matter how hard you try to stop them. So accept that for now. Accept that they're just going to continue to happen for a while and let that be okay so that you have the energy and attention to spend on actually shifting why they're happening. Because when you change the things that are driving them, they just stop on their own. So permission means full permission to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, even as much as you want, even overeat and binge. All day, every day if you want to. Now again, you may be thinking, okay, she's really insane. I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna binge all day, every day. And to that I say, exactly, that's the point. <laughs> you don't want to do those things. Restriction and judgment are among the biggest things that drive them to happen, not you, right? You aren't making conscious choices to do those things. Patterns are driving them. And what are driving the patterns? Restriction and judgment are two of the big things, right? So permission helps to eliminate the restriction and the judgment, so full permission to binge all day, every day allows us to step back and go, holy crap, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible, right? When you fully allow yourself to do them, the restriction and the judgment is gone. And all of a sudden, you know, the overeating and the binging, not so attractive anymore, right? 
The next thing she says is, if I give myself the full permission while still judging my eating behavior and my body, I'll end up overeating. So she's, she's saying that she thinks she needs to stop judging her eating behavior and her body before she can give herself permission. And to that, I would say, why are you judging your eating behavior in the first place? Because you've been programmed to believe that a certain way to eat is the quote good way and anything else must then be the bad way. And then when you can't force yourself to stick to the good way, because restricting, restricting drives overeating and binging, then you judge yourself for being bad, right? So you're judging yourself because you're trying to stick to this supposedly good way to eat. So true permission is acknowledging that food and the way that we use it has no moral implications. Food cannot be either good or bad. It is not a morality issue. It cannot and does not determine your worth or your goodness. Judgment has no place in our food world, no matter what choices we make. True permission recognizes that and helps to remove the judgment because nothing is then bad anymore. So there's nothing to judge. Instead of bad, we can think about it from the perspective of helpful. So is this thought that I'm having around food helpful? Is it helpful for me to think about this food as bad and then try to restrict myself from having it? Is restricting helpful? Is the judgment helpful? Are those things actually helping me be healthier or happier? Are they helping me eat or live in ways that best support my mental, physical, and emotional health? I'm going to guess no, just based on experience, but also because if they were, you wouldn't be here listening to this right now. So when restriction and judgment are removed, the overeating or the binging that was caused by those things eventually just stops. Again, though, it takes time and practice. You've been judging your food choices for years, decades maybe even, right? You're going to continue to judge them and overeat for a while while you work on changing these beliefs and patterns. So you have to continually practice reminding yourself that that's okay. Judgment is not helping. Restriction is not helping. Let those things go. Over and over and over again, when you notice judgments and fears show up, you have to practice noticing them and shifting them. Now, while we want to continue practicing removing the judgments and the labels, it is absolutely true that some foods help our bodies feel better than others. But that still doesn't mean that they require good or bad, healthy or unhealthy labels, or that judging ourselves for eating the bad thing is helpful. It just makes it worse. So instead of judging and trying to force ourselves to do better next time, we have to practice allowing, listening to our bodies, and then noticing when our bodies tell us that we've eaten something that doesn't make them feel good without judgment. Just noticing the patterns, right? It's just about being curious and noticing. Again, this is a practice that requires continually reminding yourself when you notice yourself judging because you're going to continue to fall back into the same thoughts and patterns for a while. They are part of your programming. You cannot simply will them away. So accept that they're there. Accept that the overeating and judging are there. And they're going to continue for a while yet and then decide in advance what you're going to do about them when you notice them happening, 
right? So I can't make them, I can't just force them away, but I can decide what I'm going to do about them when they show up. So you can say to yourself, okay, you know what? This sucks. Like I, I, you know, I want instant change. I wish that I was on the other side of this and I wasn't in this spot, but it's just not how brains work. I'm not going to be able to instantly change this. I have to be patient with myself and just accept that. I know that those old patterns are going to keep showing up for a while and that I have to allow it. It just has to be okay because fighting it isn't helping. But I can decide what I'm going to do about it when, it do, when they do show up. Do I want to continue to allow them to control me and the choices that I make and the ways that they have been? Or do I notice them instead and then make a different choice? Like practicing permission and non-judgment, for example. Because you've been judging and criticizing yourself and your food choices for years. It's not working. And you can't snap your fingers and will those things to not exist in you right now. So you must actively practice noticing them and then purposefully doing something different when they do show up. So again, that means starting with permission and permission means actively practicing, not judging your choices, no matter what they are. They are all okay, even the binges, because again, they're happening anyway. So you may as well just accept that, stop fighting with yourself over it. The more you fight, resist, judge yourself for it, and then promise yourself it's not going to happen again, the more they'll continue to happen and the more you're going to reinforce feelings of distrust in yourself, right? Now, from there, practice using saner um, to bring awareness to how we want to feel, what foods are going to help us feel that way, and what factors may be contributing to us having a difficult time wanting to choose foods that help us feel our best, right? We want to practice saner around the, the saner process in around, um, you know, when we're making decisions about what we're going to eat. And once you've practiced it a few times and get used to it, it only takes a couple of minutes it, or seconds even. It's not a, it, it feels like it's a long drawn out process the first few times you try it. But the, like I said, the more you practice it, uh, the quicker and easier it'll be to get through it. And then eventually you won't even have to think about it anymore. It'll just become automatic. So again, be patient with yourself around that too. But that's what's going to help you start to bring some even more awareness around, um, you know, how you want to feel and and how the choices that you're making are, are, are impacting how you feel and then why you might be making some of the choices you're making that may not be serving your best interests. That process is going to help with that. And again, it is required part of the permission process, right? You have to bring those other elements into the permission process. Uh, she, she also said, I tried it a few times already and it worked out for a few days, but soon I started to think about food all the time and what I could eat next and just end up binging. So to that, I would say, um, first of all, practicing permission or anything else a little bit here and there for a few days is not nearly enough to switch patterns. If you're, if you're practicing anything new, it needs to be more than a few days every once in a while, right? So specifically with permission, if you're practicing permission and still thinking about food all the time, you're probably not actually giving yourself full permission, which is normal in the beginning because, again, it all takes practice. So what's likely happening is that the first day or so kind of goes okay, but then fear and judgment starts to sneak back into your thoughts. 
And when that happens, autopilot patterns start to kick in again. So to troubleshoot this, pay really close attention to the thoughts that you're thinking about food every day. Making notes about some of the thoughts that you notice showing up can be helpful, although it's not necessary. Just be aware of them. And when you notice fear and judgment showing up, showing up, uh, practice shifting them. And I'll talk a little bit more about shifting out of fear um, in a minute. She said, I don't trust myself enough for permission and it really scares me. Completely normal. One of the biggest reasons we can struggle to trust ourselves with food is precisely because we've been trying to restrict and control our intake though and that that always fails. So we promise ourselves over and over and over again that we're going to be good and we're not going to binge again or whatever. But those things just become hardwired as patterns, right? The overeating and the binging as a result of the restricting, it just becomes hardwired. And we can't just will ourselves to stop them. So no matter how much we keep promising ourselves we're going to be good, we just keep breaking those promises to ourselves because the autopilot habits just keep taking over. So how much would you trust somebody who broke their promises to you every day? Not a whole lot, right? (laughs) But that's why this permission element is required to build trust, because there's no more broken promises. There's no more promising to be good and then betraying yourself over and over again when you can't. When something isn't working, we need to try something different and new. And that is always scary. It's normal and okay to feel scared of change. Change is always scary. Our brains don't like it and they fight us on it every step of the way. So remind yourself of that when you feel a little bit scared. Try thinking about how scary it feels to continue to keep living in the cycles you're currently living though. Imagine living in these cycles for the rest of your life and then consider what feels scarier. That Or just giving yourself a break and giving up the food rules in ways that can help save you from a lifetime of that, right? She said, I know inside that, you know, she says what you describe, meaning permission, is the only way to break the cycle long term. (laughs) And then she goes on, but I need a few steps before I can give myself permission. And so I said to the first part, exactly, intellectually, we can understand it. But (laughs) then comes all the fear, right? But I need a few steps. That's just fear talking. It is all fear talking. Fear and distrust is just screaming, no, don't give up control. You can't be trusted. No, 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 no. That's what that's saying when she's saying, I need steps before I can give myself permission. It's just fear screaming, don't give up the control. But here's the thing about fear. It is unbelievably powerful and convincing when left unchecked. But it is almost never helpful, nor is it healthy. And it takes over and controls our choices. That's exactly what drives those autopilot habits because it's just trying to keep us safe, right? So it works like this. Fear gets triggered by a billion different things in the run of the day. In this particular case, let's say that you're thinking about giving yourself permission to eat whatever you want, and that's triggering the fear. Well, because it's new and it's different, and change triggers fear. So your autopilot center is now engaged because fear has been triggered, right? So you probably start thinking back to every book or article you've ever read about how many different foods are supposedly poison or cause weight gain or whatever, 
that's more fear. Oh my God, I can't let myself eat those things. They're so bad for me. And you probably start thinking back to all of the times that you've overeaten or binged in your life. And because you've been programmed to blame yourself for those things, fear says, see, you can't be trusted to just eat whatever you want. You'll just end up binging all the time, right? On all of the things that are so poisonous and cause weight gain. That's fear, 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 fear. And what happens when we get stuck in a fear response? Our brains completely disconnect from our bodies and the decision-making part of our brains basically shut off, as do many other function, functions in our bodies, but let's just stick with the brain for now. So we're stuck in this fear response, right? We're completely disconnected from, the, from our bodies. We have, so we have no idea what they need or want. The decision-making part of our brain is basically shut off and we're fully running on the autopilot center, right? That survival center. It's desperately searching our memory banks for a solution, something to help us feel safe again. Ah, it found its answer. Must control and restrict the bad things, right? And then, whew, that feels better. We think, now I'll be healthy and I won't binge anymore because I'm going to try really, really hard this time and this time it's going to work, right? So the brain calms down briefly because that helps it feel safe again. That convinces us in that second that, okay, it's okay. I'm going to restrict again. I'm going to try really, really, really hard. I'm going to really, really be good. And I'm going to restrict all the bad things. And then I'll be safe. But (laughs) it doesn't feel safe for long because food restriction fires up that even deeper survival instinct. The one that says, must not starve, must eat all the things. So again, we ended up back, we end up back in that fear cycle, disconnected from our bodies, so we can't hear them when they're trying to tell us what we want or need. The decision-making part of our brains shut off, so we can't rationalize that we're not actually going to starve if we don't have the thing we're trying to restrict, and those autopilot habits kick in again looking for a solution, right? How did your brain manage to get what it wanted the last time you restricted food? It caused obsessive thoughts and cravings over the foods that you were trying to restrict until you couldn't take it anymore and you finally caved. Sound about right? Your brain knows that that's what works, so it does it again. And then this reinforces the whole, I can't give myself permission, I can't trust myself with food, fear that makes you feel like you need to restrict and control again, right? And then just repeat this vicious cycle till infinity, And that also makes your brain happy because your brain is used to this cycle. It has a history of this cycle keeping you alive and that's all it cares about, right? So you don't need more steps before permission. You only need to understand that why permission feels scary. Accept that it feels scary and decide what you're going to do when that fear is triggered. Because living from fear is incredibly unhealthy, it's significantly more unhealthy to be afraid of eating a cookie and end up, you know, than, than, um, and, and, and end up with the, you know, very real negative health consequences of living with um, chronic fear and stress over food and, and the subsequent unhealthy eating patterns that that causes. That's way more unhealthy than just allowing yourself to eat a cookie and move on with your day, right? And when you just allow yourself to eat a cookie and move on with your day, you don't get so stuck in those restrictive mindsets and patterns that cause overeating the cookies and binging. Choices made from fear are almost never ever well thought out, conscious, or even positive. But choices made from love 
are. When we notice the fear, consciously choose to disengage from it, reconnect to our bodies, and make conscious choices from love. Instead, everything has a chance to shift. So notice when permission to eat what you want brings up fear. Acknowledge that, that, that it's bringing up some fear. Oh, look, there's that fear again. That's okay. It's normal to feel this way right now. That's all right. And then consider, is it helpful to trust my fear and allow it to make decisions for me? Is that helping me? And if not, again, I assume it's not. <laughs> what can I do instead? Try placing your hand on your chest just for a little extra comfort. Breathe deep. Deep breath in. Deep breath out again. Again, deep breath in. Deep breath out. One more time. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Remind yourself, I am an intelligent, capable adult. I can be trusted to make my own food choices. Another deep breath. Deep breaths help send the message to your body that you don't have to be scared. It helps to shut down the fear response, turn the decision-making part of your brain back on, reconnect your, your brain and your body, and calm down that autopilot programming. It helps to create some presence between the trigger, the fear, and the response, the autopilot behavior. So just breathe. Create some presence and some connection there with your breath. And then respond with intention. Intentionally responding from love rather than fear. From compassion, kindness, and a willingness to trust. Consider what is the kindest choice I can make for myself right now. What's the most loving choice I can make for myself right now? Is continuing to repeat these old patterns of distrust and restriction helping me to break them? Is it helping me to break the patterns that aren't serving me? Well, no, in fact, they're part of the old patterns that aren't serving me. They're part of the problem. So I can choose differently. I can allow myself to genuinely have whatever I want in ways that help support me relearning new patterns. So what do I actually want? From here, practice the saner process. And if you're in the Foundations for Peace course, you'll find, um, a, you'll find a file underneath the permission element outlining the saner practice. If you're not in the Foundations for Peace program yet, keep an eye out because it will be released to, to the public very soon. Until next time, you can be trusted to eat what you want. <laughs> been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.